0: SECTION 21 OF Gray's ANATOMY PART 4 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. ANATOMY OF THE HUMAN BODY PART 4 BY HENRY GREY COMPOSITION AND CONNECTIONS OF CRANIAL NERVES PART 3 THE TRIGEMINAL NERVE, FIFTH CRANIAL Contains somatic motor and somatic sensory fibres. The motor fibres arise in the motor nucleus of the trigeminal and pass ventrolaterally through the pons to supply the muscles of mastication. The sensory fibres arise from the unipolar cells of the semilunar ganglion. The peripheral branches of the T-shaped fibres are distributed to the face and anterior two-thirds of the head. The central fibres pass into the pons with the motor root, and bifurcate into ascending and descending branches, which terminate in the sensory nuclei of the trigeminal. The motor nucleus of the trigeminal is situated in the upper part of the pons, beneath the lateral angle of the fourth ventricle. It is serially homologous with the facial nucleus and the nucleus ambiguous, motor nucleus of the vagus and glossopharyngeal, which belong to the motor nuclei of the lateral somatic group the axons arise from large pigmented multipolar cells the motor nucleus receives reflex collaterals and terminals one from the trigeminal nucleus of the trigeminal of the same and a few from the opposite side via the central sensory tract trigeminal thalamic tract two from the mesencephalic root of the trigeminal three from the posterior longitudinal bundle four and probably from fibres in the formatio reticularis. It also receives collaterals and terminals from the opposite pyramidal tract, corticopontine fibres, for voluntary movements. There is probably a connecting or association neuron interposed between these fibres and the motor nucleus. The terminal sensory nucleus consists of an enlarged upper end, the main sensory nucleus, and a long, more slender descending portion, which passes down through the pons and medulla, to become continuous with the dorsal part of the posterior column of the grey matter, especially the substantia gelatinosa of the spinal cord. This descending portion consists mainly of substantia gelatinosa, and is called the nucleus of the spinal tract of the trigeminal nerve. The main sensory nucleus lies lateral to the motor nucleus beneath the superior peduncle, It receives the short ascending branches of the sensory root. The descending branches, which form the tractus spinalis, pass down through the pons and the medulla on the lateral side of the nucleus of the tractus spinalis, in which they end by collaterals and terminals, into the spinal cord on the level of the second cervical segment. It decreases rapidly in size as it descends. At first it is located between the emergent part of the facial nerve and the vestibular nerve, then between the nucleus of the facial nerve and the inferior peduncle. Lower down, in the upper part of the medulla, it lies beneath the inferior peduncle and is broken up into bundles by the cerebellar fibres and the roots of the ninth and tenth cranial nerves. Finally, it comes to the surface of the medulla under the tubercle of Rolando, and continues in this position lateral to the fasciculus cuneatus as far as the upper part of the cervical region where it disappears. The cells of the sensory nucleus are of large and medium size, and send their axons into the formatio reticularis, where they form a distinct bundle, the central path of the trigeminal, trigeminothalamic tract, which passes upward through the formatio reticularis and tegmentum to the ventralateral part of the thalamus. Most of the fibres cross to the trigeminothalamic tract of the opposite side. This tract lies dorsal to the medial fillet, approaches close to it in the tegmentum, and terminates in a distant part of the thalamus. From the thalamus, impulses are conveyed to the somatic sensory area of the cortex by axons of cells in the thalamus through the internal capsule and corona radiata. Many collaterals are given off in the medulla and pass from the trigeminothalamic tract to the motor nuclei, especially to the nucleus ambiguous, the facial nucleus, and the motor nucleus of the trigeminal the somatic sensory fibres of the vagus the glossopharyngeal and the facial nerves probably end in the nucleus of the descending tract of the trigeminal and their cortical impulses are probably carried up in the central sensory path of the trigeminal the mesencephalic root descending root of the trigeminal, arises from unipolar cells arranged in scattered groups in a column at the lateral edge of the central grey matter, surrounding the upper end of the fourth ventricle and the cerebral aqueduct. They have usually been considered as motor fibres that join the motor root, but Johnston claims that they join the sensory root of the trigeminal, that they develop in the alar, not the basal lamina, and that the pear-shaped unipolar cells are sensory in type. THE trochlear NERVE, FOURTH CRANIAL contains somatic motor fibres only. It supplies the superior oblique muscle of the eye. Its nucleus of origin, trochlear nucleus, is a small, oval mass situated in the ventral part of the central grey matter of the cerebral aqueduct at the level of the upper part of the inferior colliculus. The axons from the nucleus pass downward in the tegmentum toward the pons, but turn abruptly downward before reaching it, and pass into the superior medullary vellum, in which they cross horizontally, to decussate with the nerve of the opposite side, and emerges from the surface of the vellum, immediately behind the inferior colliculus. The cells of the trochlear nucleus are large, irregular, and yellowish in colour. The nuclei of the two sides are separated by the raffae, through which dendrites extend from one nucleus to the other. They receive many collaterals and terminals from the posterior longitudinal bundle, which lies on the ventral side of the nucleus. There are no branches from the fibers of the pyramidal tracts to these nuclei. The volitional pathway must be an indirect one, as is the case with the other motor nuclei. The oculomotor nerve, third cranial, contains somatic motor fibers to the obliquus inferior, rectus inferior, rectus superior. Levator palpebres superioris and rectus medialis muscles, and sympathetic efferent fibers, preganglionic fibers, to the ciliary ganglion. The postganglionic fibers connected with these supply the ciliary muscle and the sphincter of the iris. The axons arise from the nucleus of the oculomotor nerve and pass in bundles through the posterior longitudinal bundle, the tegmentum, the red nucleus, and the medial margin of the substantia nigra in a series of curves and finally emerge from the oculomotor sulcus on the medial side of the cerebral peduncle. The oculomotor nucleus lies in the gray substance of the floor of the cerebral aqueduct, subjacent to the superior colliculus, and extends in front of the aqueduct a short distance into the floor of the third ventricle. The inferior end is continuous with the trochlear nucleus. It is from six to ten millimeters in length. It is intimately related to the posterior longitudinal bundle, which lies against its ventrolateral aspect, and many of its cells lie among the fibres of the posterior longitudinal bundle. The nucleus of the oculomotor nerve contains several distinct groups of cells which differ in size and appearance from each other, and are supposed to send their axons each to a separate muscle. Much uncertainty still exists as to which group supplies which muscle. There are seven of these groups or nuclei on either side of the midline, and one medial nucleus. The cells of the anterior nuclei are smaller, and are supposed to give off the sympathetic efferent axons. The majority of fibres arise from the nucleus of the same side. Some, however, cross from the opposite side and are supposed to supply the rectus medialis muscle. Since oculomotor and abducens nuclei are intimately connected by the posterior longitudinal bundle, this decussession of fibres to the medial rectus may facilitate the conjugate movements of the eyes in which the medial and lateral recti are especially involved. Many collaterals and terminals are given off to the oculomotor nucleus from the posterior longitudinal bundle and thus connect it with the vestibular nucleus, the trochlear and abducens nuclei, and probably with other cranial nuclei. Fibres from the visual reflex centre in the superior colliculus pass to the nucleus. It is also connected with the cortex of the occipital lobe of the cerebrum by fibres which pass through the optic radiation. The pathway for voluntary motor impulses is probably similar to that for the abducent nerve. The optic nerve, or nerve of sight, second cranial, consists chiefly of coarse fibres which arise from the ganglionic layer of the retina. They constitute the third neuron in the series composing the visual path, and are supposed to convey only visual impressions. A number of fine fibres also pass in the optic nerve from the retina to the primary centres, and are supposed to be concerned in the pupillary reflexes. There are in addition a few fibres which pass from the brain to the retina. They are supposed to control chemical changes in the retina and the movements of the pigment cells and cones. Each optic nerve has, according to Salsa, about 500,000 fibres. In the optic chiasma, the nerves from the medial half of each retina cross to enter the opposite optic tract, while the nerves from the lateral half of each retina pass into the optic tract of the same side. The crossed fibres tend to occupy the medial side of each optic nerve, but in the chiasma and in the optic tract they are more intermingled. The optic tract is attached to the tuba cinereum and lamina terminalis, and also to the cerebral peduncle as it crosses obliquely over its under surface. These are not functional connections. A small band of fibers from the medial geniculate body joins the optic tract as the latter passes over it and crosses to the opposite tract and medial geniculate body in the posterior part of the chiasma. This is the commissure of Gooden, and is probably connected with the auditory system. Most of the fibres of the optic tract terminate in the lateral geniculate body. Some pass through the superior brachium to the superior colliculus, and others either pass over or through the lateral geniculate body to the pulvinar of the thalamus. These end stations are often called the primary visual centres. The lateral geniculate body consists of medium-sized pigmented nerve cells arranged in several layers by the penetrating fibres of the optic tract. Their axons pass upward beneath the longer fibres of the optic tract, the taenia semicircularis, the chordate nucleus and the posterior horn of the lateral ventricle, where they join the optic radiation of gratiole. They pass backward and medially to terminate in the visuosensory cortex in the immediate neighbourhood of the calcarine fissure of the occipital lobe. This centre is connected with the one in the opposite side by commissural fibres which course in the optic radiation and of the corpus callosum. Association fibres connect it with other regions of the cortex of the same side. The region of the pulvinar in which optic tract fibres terminate resembles in structure the lateral geniculate body. Its axons also have a similar course, though in a somewhat more dorsal plane. The superior colliculus receives fibres from the optic tract through the superior brachium. Some enter by the superficial white layer stratum zonale, others appear to dip down into the grey cap, stratum cinereum, while others probably decassate across the midline to the opposite colliculus. Other fibres from the superior brachium pass into the stratum opticum, upper grey-white layer. Some of these turn upward into the grey cap, while others terminate among the cells of this layer. Since the superior colliculi appear to be the central organs concerned in the control of eye-muscle movements and eye-muscle reflexes, we should expect to find them receiving fibres from other sensory paths. Many fibres pass to the superior colliculus from the medial fillet, as the latter passes through the tegmentum, bringing the superior colliculus into relation with the sensory fibres of the spinal cord. Fibres from the central sensory path of the trigeminal probably pass with these. Part of the ventral spinal cerebellar tract, (Gowers) is said to pass up through the reticular formation of the pons and midbrain toward the superior colliculus and thalamus. The superior colliculus is intimately connected with the central auditory path, the lateral lemniscus, as part of its fibres pass the inferior colliculus and terminate in the superior colliculus. They are probably concerned with reflex movements of the eye depending on auditory stimuli, the superior colliculus is said to receive fibres from the stria medullaris thalamus of the opposite side, which pass through the commissura habenuli and turn back to the roof of the mid-brain, especially to the superior colliculus. By this path, both the primary and cortical olfactory centres are brought into relation with the eye-muscle reflex apparatus. The fibres which pass to the nuclei of the eye-muscles arise from large cells in the stratum opticum and stratum lemnisci, and pass around the ventral aspect of the central grey matter, where most of them cross the midline in the fountain decussation of manet, and then turn downward to form the ventral longitudinal bundle. This bundle runs down partly through the red nucleus in the formatio reticularis, ventral to the posterior longitudinal bundle of the midbrain, pons and medulla oblongata, into the ventral funiculus of the spinal cord, where it is known as the tectospinal fasciculus. Some of the fibres are said to pass down with the rubrospinal tract in the lateral funiculus. Some fibres do not decassate, but pass down in the ventral longitudinal bundle of the same side on which they arise, unless possibly they come from the opposite colliculus over the aqueduct. From the ventral longitudinal bundle, collaterals are given off to the nuclei of the eye muscles, the oculomotor, the trochlea, and the abducens. Many collaterals pass to the red nucleus, and are probably concerned with the reflexes of the spinal tract. The fibres of the tectospinal tract end by collaterals and terminals, either directly or indirectly, among the motor cells in the anterior column of the spinal cord. The superior colliculus receives fibres from the visual sensory area of the occipital cortex. They pass in the optic radiation. Probably no fibres pass from the superior colliculus to the visual sensory cortex. End of Part 21